0: to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit in 10 minutescom
1: Today, Wendy and I are talking about another of our favourite countries, and this is the one that I listed as my number two overall when we ranked our favourite countries in the 50th episode, and it is Egypt.
0: So do you stand by that ranking now?
1: I stand by it now. Yeah, I mean, look, we could we could have ranked these countries in different ways and maybe wake up one day and want to do it in a different way. But I think it's... I'm pretty happy with Egypt at number two. I don't think that's out of left field exactly.
0: No, no, not at all. Egypt was was very memorable and we have very fond memories of it. Also because it was the first big trip that we took together and we were both pretty new travelers at that time. We hadn't really seen much beyond Europe And, well, yeah, I mean, Egypt's just has so much to offer, and every single day we would see something new that was just so incredible.
1: Every single day. And so it actually probably set a bar too high for almost for the rest of the world because we thought, wow, this is what travel is. Every day you just do incredible things, see incredible things, and you know it turns out that not every country has what Egypt has to offer. Um, but it's a truly spectacular country. It's obviously very well known, and it has fascinated people for many, many years. In many many centuries but it, it really deserves every accolade that it gets i think mm-hmm. and actually i remember our friends uh, richard and joe they we were talking to them about rome once and how much we loved rome and they said you know what we came to rome directly from egypt and then we were a little bit disappointed with rome <laughs> so even rome kind of pales in comparison to egypt or it did for them it probably still wouldn't for us but uh, it just shows yeah. how amazing egypt is um So we started in Cairo, obviously, that's where we flew into, and we spent quite a long time in Cairo because there's a lot of things to see. And, you know, a lot of people dislike Cairo because it's very noisy and Mm -hmm. it's very crowded and, you know, the, the traffic and everything is a disaster. But if you really give it an opportunity, there's a lot of incredible things in Cairo itself.
0: Yeah, I remember going to the Coptic area where the Coptic Christians live and visiting the church there. And yeah, just lots of different neighborhoods, different aspects of the city to explore.
1: Yeah, different markets and things like that. And obviously that's the base where you go and see the pyramids, which are in Giza. And so you can see them from certain points in Cairo if you're able to climb up to the top of a certain building or or something like that. Uh, we went to the pyramids on your birthday, which was very nice, I hope for you.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was uh, many birthdays ago, but (laughs) yeah, it was a great one. Hard to beat, probably.
1: And I remember we, I guess we left to go out we'd sort of been and we'd been around the pyramids and we thought that we could exit and come back in Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then maybe it turned out that we weren't supposed to do that but of course in Egypt you can give a little bit of backsheesh and usually get what you want and so we were able to get back in after they'd closed it or after the last entry was already closed because we wanted to stay for sunset if we could Mm -hmm. because it was winter and so the sun was setting quite early so it was still possible to see it more or less while the site was still open Uh, and so we got back in and then and then had this great image of these silhouettes of these amazing Pyramids with the sun setting in the background.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. And yeah, there was something sneaky about that. that I'm sure that we paid some backsheesh to somebody who led us through a hole in a fence or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so then we saw a lot of other incredible ancient sites as well from, you know, from the Pharaonic period of Egypt. So if you go south down the Nile, you go to Luxor, which is really where some of the most incredible things are, because that's where you have the Valley of the Kings and you have the Temple of Luxor and the Temple of Karnak. And we, we just spent days and days there. You know, every day you would go and have a few temples on your kind of agenda for that day, and um you just keep going and going and going and i remember we we met a guy who we were kind of friends with while we were there and i remember he had to schedule himself a rest day Mm. because he just said right i've seen so much the last couple of days today i'm doing nothing and then tomorrow i'm going to get back into it and go see some more but that's what Mm. it's like in Luxor. you could just spend days there and seeing amazing things every day
0: yeah, and the temples are massive, and it's it's mind-boggling to, to think about how they could have built them, you know, without any modern machinery at all, just with people in, in their bare hands, basically.
1: Yeah, they're basically bigger and older than almost anything else that you see anywhere. So if you look at Roman sites that we go to a, a lot in Europe and around the Mediterranean, you know, those are in some cases a 1,000, in some cases 2,000 or more years newer than these Egyptian uh, buildings. And they're still amazing in their own right, but they're smaller and newer, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the other great things we did when we went to Aswan was go down to Abu Simbel, which is a famous temple with these four enormous statues of Ramses II, one of the most famous of the Egyptian pharaohs. And we didn't really... I don't know if we really realized this, but basically at the time... um, there were some security concerns around there and they were only taking on the public buses four foreigners, I think, on each bus and there are only two buses per day. And all of basically all the other tourists in Aswan were going on an organised tour and it was for sunrise at Abu Simbel. So they would leave at 3 or 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. to go for sunrise in tour buses. And we said, no, we'll just take the public bus and we bought a ticket and they said we were allowed on it and that left at 8 a.m., I think. And so we were going down the road and it's, you know, it takes quite a while, three to four hours to get to Abu Simbel from Aswan. And then at a certain point we started to see on the road opposite us, all of the two of us coming back because mm-hmm. they'd all been there for sunrise. And what it meant was, and it was a complete accident on our part, is that we got there and we were the only people there mm-hmm. because everybody else had gone on this sunrise tour. And so we had the whole place to ourselves and that was just truly spectacular.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was probably more of a budget consideration than anything else because we didn't want to pay for the tour. So we took the cheaper public bus. Um, But yeah, it definitely worked out in our favor.
1: For sure. And as they say on the Egyptian tourism uh, posters and things, I think one of their slogans is Egypt more than monuments, um, Mm -hmm. because people are drawn so much by the historical sites. But It is more than monuments as well. And so one of the other things that we absolutely loved was going to the Western Desert, and in particular, the White Desert. Mm -hmm. And we'd never seen, and still have never seen, desert like that before.
0: No, it's not, you know, the typical kind of rolling sand dunes that you would see in Morocco or other parts of the Sahara Desert. Um, It's, yeah, I've never seen anything like it before. So you have these kinds, these white, like really bright white, rock formations that have been eroded over time by the wind and the sand rubbing up against them Um, it it almost looks like another planet Uh, i don't really know how to to describe it other than that
1: yeah and also the, the desert the actual sand was quite white as well and so it was just this blinding white everywhere you go and then the sunsets were just absolutely amazing because there was you know you could see the sun really setting over the horizon because there were no other there were no buildings or anything Mm -hmm. out there Uh, and just the contrast between the white and the blue of the sky and then the the red and all the different colors that the sunset makes Um, that was a truly spectacular trip and so we're really glad that we took the time to go out and do that because not everybody does it um, because it's quite far on the other side of the Nile and you've got to make a loop around and we spent in all going to some of the oases and around that probably a week or so doing that so not everybody has that time no so we were lucky to do that and then on the other side of the country in the sinai peninsula you've got amazing diving and snorkeling in the Mm. red sea as well so that was something else that we did
0: yeah yeah that's true um yeah and that is also kind of a touristy area and in some ways, it's not really our type of destination because it's, you know, kind of a beach resort type of place. But the diving and the snorkeling is spectacular when you get underneath the water and see all of the sea life there. Um, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, so I think the resorts or some of the resorts are places like Shamil Sheikh and now you can fly there from Europe on budget airlines and things like that. We went to a place called Dahab, which is more of a lower key kind of place. And the appeal of Dahab was that... There's this particular snorkeling and diving spot called the Blue Hole, and it's quite bizarre because you you can basically just walk out to it, and so the water level is is not deep at all, and then suddenly there's just this huge hole, and then there's just all this coral and all the fish and everything just gather around there, and it's, it's just this amazing place, and it's one of the great snorkeling experiences that we've ever had for sure.
0: Yeah, the visibility is fantastic, and. You just see so many vibrant colors in the fish and then in the coral as well. Um, yeah, it's a whole different world under the sea.
1: Definitely. So to go back and revisit your question right at the beginning after 10 minutes of talking about Egypt, yeah, I think I'm happy with Egypt. It was my number two country that I've ever been to.
0: Good. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit englishin10minutes.com.